Welcome to Trace on the Case, the podcast where we talk about unique cases, economic damage claims, financial investigations, and various aspects of white-collar crime. My name is Paul Rodrigues, and I'll be your host. My partner, Deb Temkin, and I have over 60 years of experience between us in doing what we love to do, tracing money and tracing the people. We've seen it all, and in this show, we're going to be taking you below the surface, deep into our world, so you can learn how we work and how we've solved some very complex problems. Because let's face it, the most tricky cases require bringing in the experts. This is Trace on the Case. We have a tremendous episode ahead of us. We are happy you're here, so let's get into it. This is Paul Rodrigues with Trace Forensic Experts, and we're back for episode number two. Episode number two is called, It's All About Chevy, Baby. Okay, Chevy, like Chevrolet. All right, so anyways, that's the title of our episode today. So what does this involve? Well, I was on a fraud investigation. I was brought in because there was this large contractor that knew they bid out jobs at certain costs and how much it should be and they knew how much money they should be earning on every job and they knew they had sufficient buffer and everything there and they felt that they were very profitable on a job-by-job basis but at the end of the day the profits disappeared and the money disappeared and there was always a shortage of money from a standpoint of liquidity. I mean, um, you know, having enough in your bank account that you can write checks to people and pay them. So they were always running it. It was pretty tight. Well, this went on for years and years and, and then finally it just got to be too much and so I got called in. So I go in to do an investigation, and this is also, I guess we could title this Chevy thing, baby. Um, we could title it, Keep Your Eyes Wide Open, you know? So anyway, so what you need to do is when you're doing a financial and fraud investigation, it's people and money, so you got to look at both people and the money and where you're at, what's going on, you need to do a tour of the facility. You need to take a look around the shop. You need to see the inventory. You need to see how things are processed. Uh, get a feel, a lay of the land, so to speak. Then, after you do that, you have some context to their business and how it operates and how it works from a general functional standpoint. And then now, when you're looking at numbers, they come into meaning. You now know that you have, should have income from this for the processing of that or whatever, and different costs being accounted for and so on. And so I had a context for what I should be looking for and going through the financials. And um, But what I do is, is that you need to look at things from all different perspectives, not just from the accounting perspective, but from also from 
like a banking perspective. Let's look at the transactions that are going on. And let's look for transactions that are clearing the bank, but they're not recorded in your books. Okay, so what's going on? Why is there money disappearing from the bank that's not in the books? Or... If you look at it, you can see wire transfers and payments for certain things. And when you look through that, you can see sometimes who the, I believe it would be the payee is. I mean, on the wire transfer thing. So I had noticed when I did a quick scan going through these banking documents that there were payments being made to... Toyota, I think it was Toyota Acceptance Corp or Honda Acceptance Corp, something like that, you know. Um, And uh, when I had walked through the yard, I noticed that there were all these really nice Chevys. And I said to one of these guys, I said, look, you guys have a, a Chevy fleet? And he says, yeah. Chevy, baby. <laughs> so that's where it clicked in. And so I, when I went to talk to the owners, I said, I found an anomaly. You guys have all Chevys here, and, and yet I see payments to Honda and Toyota. And they're like, what? No, we don't have any Hondas or Toyotas. We don't have any of these kinds of things. And right now... If you're hearing tweeting, it's the attack upon a Chevy, probably. But anyways, moving right along. So, they didn't have any of those. Well, guess who had one of those? Well, it was their CFO. He had a Honda. Okay, and guess what? He's making the payments for his car using the company account and it's running right through the bank automatic payment monthly boom and then run a background check on him and on his wife of course and guess what she has she has a toyota and guess what you can see the exact vehicle so now we know that he's the guy doing this and he's pulling this money through the company and so on and so forth. I mean, it got so ridiculous. If you think about it, what's the next biggest payment after a car payment? A house payment. So he had his mortgage through the same bank that the company had their bank at. So he would just make a payment to the same bank, the same vendor, and it was all treated as a company expense. Yeah, and he had the company pay for that. Then, you know what's a pain in the butt? It's the end of the year, the real estate taxes and all of that. That has to be paid. Well, of course, he has the company account to do that. And, you know, things go up over time like utilities. So, guess what? The company paid uh, We Energies, let's say, for the bill, for energy, for gas and electric. Well, guess what? He was on We Energy, so they paid We Energies for his house, too. So everything was being run through. And apparently, I discovered 
this is crazy, is that I discovered that he must have felt really guilty about this because I could see payments to, I may get this wrong, so to protect everybody, it could be a reverse of what I'm saying, but he was making payments to, let's say, a Catholic church donations, right? Because he probably felt guilty about this or something. Well, we found out, and then the owner says, no, 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 we're not Catholic, we're Lutheran or something. And so it was him. He was stealing money from the company to donate to his church. It's, yes, so you run into these kind of things, it's incredible what you find. And so the bottom line is, as I went back as far as I could in the system, we found that the, this was going on for at least 12 years and we suspected it could have gone back even further, but just to a lesser degree. So, yes, that's what happens when you do these investigations and you never know which string you can pull and everything unravels from there. Okay. The bottom line is, is I found out that a lot of the other money he was pulling out was due to other uh, schemes but the bottom line is, is that he ran these costs through cost of goods sold. And he did this as a adjusting journal entry so it didn't hit a specific job. So when you looked at your job reports, everything looks like profits because you don't have all these expenses hitting. That's where the major cover-up was because there was other millions of dollars that were embezzled by this trusted CFO. So, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, Chevy baby, you know, that's what started it all off on this case that I had. So, anyways, I hope you all enjoyed it and uh, looking forward to um, my next episode. Take care and until then. Thank you for listening to another episode of Trace on the Case. If you've enjoyed the show, there are many more on the way, and we encourage you to subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's the number one way to help the show. To learn more about myself, Deb, and Trace as an organization, visit traceforensic.com. And thank you again for joining us. We're very excited to talk with you again next week. So bring a friend.